Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to our weekend release. This is our bonus podcast episode where we see how much extra content we can squeeze into your week. Usually it's filled with random things that have been sent in and how our advice went down with our G and Divas. Now on Tuesday's episode, you'll remember that we toasted Jump Cut Jack and Mm -hmm. Sophie, who's now Sophie Jump Cut. Uh, They got married over the weekend. Producer Ben and Merchandise Matt as well were there. And we thought we would dive into our our archives to find the original email from however many years ago that Jack sent in to us. Because remember, as we said, they bonded about our podcast on their first date. Yes, so Jack edits this podcast when we record it. He now edits this podcast. chops it all together and everything and makes it sound as lovely as it is. And he's marrying Sophie. He's married. Oh, he's married Sophie, who's also a producer at Radio 1 who works on my drive time show. Yes. So it's, it's all lovely and they're great people. And this is the le- I remember. I can remember actually doing this letter. How many years ago? Jack wrote in to us following his first date with Sophie, his now wife. This is the email he wrote. Dear William and Jordan, I've just finished listening to the latest episode of Help I Sexted My Boss, and I'm sure you can imagine my surprise at receiving a shout-out about my date with Jordan's, no apostrophe, work colleague Sophie, and the possibility of me now having awful tattoos if we didn't make it to another date. I hope you'll both be pleased to hear that we have, in fact, been on a few more dates, and that coming across as a complete fanboy for your show didn't put her off. As I approached the next date, I thought it would only be right to ask you both for advice and reduce the risk of any faux pas. The next date planned involves me going to her place and cooking her dinner. I'm fairly confident in my cooking ability, however I'm slightly nervous at the idea of cooking in someone else's home. Cooking at my place isn't an option on this occasion as her place is much closer for an after-work meet-up. 
So my question is this, when cooking dinner for someone in their own home, are there any etiquette tips or things to be aware of so not to upset or offend the host? Also, Jordan, if you've got any insider knowledge on Sophie to help me out, every little helps, wink. Yours respectfully, Jack with the tattoos. Because we used to know him as Jack with the tats. Didn't what, we? at work? Or yeah, what? no, yeah. that's what we called him. Yeah. And then we gave him advice. And, and clearly now it works. They're getting married. Yes. Yes. If they have children, I they have to call them William and Jordan. Exactly. I know what they had for dessert. William, if it's a boy, well. Jordan, if it's a girl. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I know what they had for dessert that night. I bet you did. I think we all do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Look at that. And our advice is so good. They're now married. How fun. I like that. Our first sexted wedding. Ben? Yes. Well, no, we had yours. Oh, yeah, true. Our second sexted wedding. Uh, Sophie, in her speech, shout, uh, called Jack Jump Cut Jack. Oh. And in their speech, Sophie called him Jump Cut Jack. That's nice. Did people look confused in the audience? Yes. <laughs> nice. That's lovely. Well, clearly, they don't need any intimacy between them because they're married. And that's all lovely. And they've achieved that. But talking of intimacy, Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, you may remember that last year I was working on the film Red, White and Royal Blue. Yes. Yes. Well, we've got a special guest joining us today. Another member of the film crew, Robbie Taylor Hunt. Well, hello, Robbie. Hello. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. So you and Robbie work together yes. on Red, White and Blue. Good start. Red, white, and royal blue. Red, right, and red, white, and royal blue. Yes. yes. And this is a very popular book, and they've made it into a film. Correct. Yeah. So big hit sensation, young adult fiction uh, that came out a couple of years ago. Can't yes. remember exactly. And yeah, they've adapted it into this film. And you, William, were the etiquette advisor on it. Yes. Is that the correct term? I think I think that's how I'm credited. Yes, <laughs> I'll find out. I'm seeing. I actually have. Robbie has seen a version of the film. I have not seen anything, but tonight I'm going to a screening. Mm. Oh right, and Robbie was the intimacy coordinator. Correct. Yes. yes. So many questions. <laughs> so many. I can remember at points on the set when we were together and people would come in and go, "Oh, and what do you both do?" I go, "Well, one of us is the etiquette coach, and the other one is the intimacy coordinator." You can yeah. guess which is which. Exactly. It's a fun little game to break the ice of yes, people not exactly. really knowing what either of our jobs were no. or being surprised that we were there. I still at don't all. know what my job was. No, sometimes no. exactly. I think the same. How outright first of all, I yeah. bet you get asked this all the time. time. How did you get into that? Do you have to be good at intimacy to start? <laughs> Not just in my real life, I was like yeah. headhunted. Yeah, oh. <laughs> no. um, so like, he's really good in bed, so exactly. he knows, he'll he be good at this. He's a job, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I was slightly less excited than that. I was working in theatre, I still work in theatre as a director, working with actors. I had some like movement training and like fight direction stuff. So that was sort of movement and safety hat. And then I was working for a company called Beyond Equality who sort of do train you up and you go and do workshops in schools with boys and young men about like consent and gender-based violence. So that was sort of consent hat. Mm. So then when the training arrived, I was like, oh, this feels like a good little marrying of interests and skills of mine. And then you do a training program for like a year that I was on like with like weekends spread through the year, which is this bizarre time when you're all in rooms talking about consent and communication and simulating sexual positions and all that. It's one of them, I've read about it as well. Mm. that a lot of actors have said, I wish it was around 20 years ago and stuff, oh, don't yeah. they? A lot of actors love that there's intimacy coaches yeah. now on set. It's pretty bonkers because, I mean, the first kind of officially credited intimacy coordinator was 2017 in the wow. US. And then in the UK, it was 2018. And then if you think of like COVID taking out a chunk of that time, it's like yeah. really only been 
couple of years that it's been around. So people are like, oh, Game of Thrones, that must have been. And I was like, no, original Game of Thrones didn't. The, the prequel series has yeah. had intimacy coordinators, but no, like all the big classic sex scenes and nudity moments, nothing. The first time I heard of one was Normal People. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it became apparent, wasn't it? Yeah, that was their sex education was the first kind of big one. Um, but yeah, it's bit, and Bridgerton was a good early one as well. Oh. Yeah, so it's that's, that was the kind of first little generation of shows with intimacy. I'd like to think then we're seeing intimate stories that are more interesting and... Yeah, uh, are you noticing realistic. more inquiries or for your time? Totally, yeah. yeah. So so I started more properly in 2019 into 2020. And then, you good know, time. there was things, huh? Good time. Good time. Yeah. Really good moment to begin yeah. in any <laughs> yes. industry. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes, yeah, so there was beginning... There was work starting to come up. There was this little thing and people going, okay, yeah, great, come involved. And now it's much more normal. At first I was working with people nearly exclusively who had never worked with an intimacy coordinator. Whereas now I'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I've done this before. Like, and that's oh. beginning to happen a bit more. Um, but mm. still there's those people who are like, I've done loads of intimacy without an intimacy coordinator and feel they have a little sense of like hesitancy and nerves around it. And then you're like... This is going to be different now. Like, this is why I'm here. And they afterwards are like, oh, why did this happen? <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. So what would you do on set then? How you, what, you'd get both the actors who are doing a sex scene. Or indeed, yeah. several actors. Exactly. 20 supporting artists oh, a couple of wow. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. wow. Tell me that film. I definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> um, uh, so I will say that before we even get to set, like loads happens before we even turn up because really if I've done my job properly, you've had all the chats before you're there, right? So there's like no surprises, right? It's not nice for someone to rock up and then it go like, oh, the director actually wants a higher level of nudity than we thought they were going oh, to, okay. right? So we have loads of those chats before where we look at the script, we talk about what it is and what it's not, speak to the actors so they can say, yeah, most of that's fine, but I just really don't want to do this or I really don't want to show this bit of my body and I can go, cool, and like make privately we'll make sure that doesn't happen. Sometimes they want that to be kind of confidential. Um, so then when we turn up, hopefully everyone's like, we know what's going to happen. And so everyone's kind of on the same page. But then, yeah, I'm there for simulated sex scenes to choreograph that and make it look realistic as well as making sure that it's sort of working within their boundaries oh. and that they're comfortable. So sort of two hats to it. There's the like safety, looking after people, consent, boundaries, well-being side of it. And then there's the, let's make this a good scene that looks cool and that people are going to get something out of. And there's no, it's not sort of just pointless sex scene on camera, right? It's like making it dramatically exciting and the actors are proud of it. Directors, please, with how it represents the show. Do you yeah. find, obviously you probably work with actors from all different nationalities. Do you find certain nationalities are better at it? And maybe I'm sick, uh, the line I'm going down here, let's read the last <laughs> off is, are the Brits a bit weird about it compared to, let's say, the Europeans? It's funny, yeah. So, I mean, I very early, actually one of my first jobs was I went and covered someone for a day in France and that was like... I needed a whole different training for working <laughs> It was just so different. And they, I think, saw this like English boy turn up with an English accent going, let's talk about the sex scene. And they were like, oh. Um, there was a sense of like, we're French, you know. But that was just that experience. And certainly the French um, acting community need and do have intimacy coordinators. There are French intimacy coordinators now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely. You need to like, have those cultural considerations. Yes. And um, Brits, yeah, Brits... So far, if I had to, to generalise working with Brits, it's obviously all sorts. But there is, I think, because people are a bit like, hmm, about it, there is a real sense of like, great, then let's make this very professional. So it sort of works very well for okay. intimacy coordination because people would kind of rather it had some structure to it. Sometimes people are like, oh, I just don't want to even like bother thinking about it or talking about it. And they can see me as a bit of like a person coming in to make a bigger deal of it, which mm. isn't my MO. Um, 
but yeah, generally appreciated within okay. the British community. And talking of the culture clash or, or different <laughs> cultures, going back to red, white, and royal blue, that's one of the big sort of plot points. Is you have Britain and America. Yeah. Shall we just talk about the plot of red, white, and royal blue for those that are not aware of it? Why don't we yes. together? You can okay. you can help me. Um, so Henry is a fictional prince of England of the. Britain. And uh, Alex Clermont Diaz is a fictional first son of uh, the US president. Yeah. Oh. And so they're, the, they're, they're sort of follows their rivalry, um, and their rivalry leads to at the brother's wedding. Yes. Is that in the book as well. I'm trying to remember. I think in, the, so. in the film, the uh, brother's wedding, uh, knock over a cake and it lands on them, the like wedding cake, and it becomes this huge, like, international press Diplomatic incident. Diplomatic incident, thank you so much. So then... (laughs) (laughs) So then the uh, Americans and the presidency and the palace decide that to like smooth things over to not make this an issue they're gonna make the two boys seem like they're best of friends and this was because they were great friends they were just a bit of rough and tumble it's not a big deal. So it was an actual fight? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they, actually oh, okay. didn't, they actually hate each other, supposedly. And so then as they uh, begin to have to hang out with each other and have to pretend that they're friends, blossoming. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And in between all of that, obviously the, the blossoming is beautifully coordinated. Oh, thank you so much. And the tables are beautifully set. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Thanks Tea to is drunk. Although exactly I do think should be. my breakfast set, which I was most proud of, the breakfast table, is gone. Is on it? the cutting room floor. Uh, so, wow, yeah. Alas. Brutal. The yeah, arguments I, mean... I had over square toast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Did they not have square toast? No, no, they should have square toast with the crust cut off. That's the sophisticated way to have toast oh, in, in private houses. Um, and they did toast like you'd get at a Premier Inn, which is fine. Why? There's nothing wrong with that, but we're Why trying to recreate the royal household. Thanks yeah. very much. Why didn't they cut it? If I was a director, I'd be like, I'd want it proper. Well, they did listen to me in the end. Yeah. It's fine, but it just we took a while to get there, and then you think, I'm talking about toast here. I'm right. shocked that t- cutting off the crusts is the fancy way to mm. do it. To me, that I'd be like a bit embarrassed to cut off my crust. Like, it But it's cut off in the kitchen. Your podcast I together see. could be tits and toast. <laughs> <laughs> You get yourself off. No, there you go. You could have another spin-off podcast. Tits and toes. Is there a lot of intimacy in the film? Yes, yes. So the the book is famously quite raunchy and has like lots of um, intimacy in it. So that is, yeah, that exists in the film as well. So from, you know, little touches and little brief moments to sex scenes. Wow. Mm. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Mm. It'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And uh, w- obviously with, with actors, whether it's male, female, or whichever gender that you are working with, you are... some. Obviously, they may not like each other at all. They may hate each other as oh, actors, yeah. but obviously we have to force that, uh-huh. in effect, yeah, for the sake of art. <laughs> <laughs> what, where do you even start? Let's Ugh. assume Jordan and I hate each other. Okay, okay. just assumption. Yeah, just okay. an assumption. Okay. But we've got to pretend that we not just like each other, we love each other. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's a very good question because as intimacy coordinators, we're all about there being like a personal professional boundary. So even if you're real world spouses and even if you absolutely hate each other, if you've never met, if you're best mates, like you should be able to choreograph a scene together you're at work and you should be able to do that that's like our whole mo so we have a few things like help us kind of step into that and step away from it mm. if needed so exactly like, if you like loathed each other um would you like can i give you a little 
Yes. to try. Yes. No, you're not going to have to touch each other or kiss or anything. Okay. I promise. Well, yeah. I mean, we ha- we've done all of that. So it's <laughs> well, we have. We kissed on stage. Oh, yeah, we did kiss on stage. <laughs> when we got married. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, a long story. It was a tour it. we did a while ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we do something like, which we can't really do because there's a table in the way. We can move. To, to get a, so we can do a sense of it here. Okay. Is um, you'd have eye contact. In a moment, you'll have eye contact. Oh, in a moment. Okay. In a moment. Let me explain because so you're not stuck in eye contact. You'll have a breath in through your nose and breath out through your mouth. And then you do a, like a high 10. And that's a little What's a way. a high 10? Like, right? Oh, like a high, f- oh, a high, f- high five. Two high five. Exact correct. Oh, I didn't yes. know. High 10. High 10. So that's a little way that we can be like, you're like, hey, each other, you're squabbling. And then I'm like, okay, we need to work now. Like, let's okay. get into it a bit, right? Okay. So that would be a little, should we just do the breath? You could mime yeah. the high 10 and mm-hmm. reach each other. So no, I can do that. Okay, eye contact. Breath in through your nose. Out through your mouth. And high 10 if you can manage it. Great. <laughs> just- <laughs> Jordan. I'm ready now. For podcast. <laughs> so many questions answered. For podcast listeners. <laughs> Jordan has just... That's really worked. I did it. I was ready for the trade. I was ready for the taking. <laughs> Jordan! Robbie, I'm so sorry. It's fine, I've seen it all. Robbie, yeah. that's amazing. There you go, <laughs> look try, what I did. I'm going to try that next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for just, we'll just describe what happened for those that are listening and not watching any of this on uh, whatever video platform. Jordan just uh, stood on his chair and turned around and presented... <laughs> that is the technical term, yes. Yes, and then did other oh. various positions. Right. So that, anyway, that so right, steps you into it. And I yeah. feel actually that laugh, it's just to ease some tension. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, I think people think that I'm going to turn up and be very serious and be like, what are you, why are you laughing? This is incredibly serious. Whereas I'm like, it is strange to have to turn up at work mm-hmm. and like kiss your colleague, basically. So that is a weird thing. And I'm all about allowing that tension and laughter and whatever feels helpful for people. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, like people often be like, hey, we want chemistry between chemistry right mm. it's like sure if there's chemistry great but like you can't always like mine these depths of chemistry to like force it to come out so we have like we'll have sort of tricks that you can sort of again it's like choreography and decisions as actors that try and like cheat and create mm. some chemistry so typically that is if you also wanted to, again it'll just be eye contact as we discussed yep. so we're looking at each other mm-hmm. notice your breath and if you make your breath really like shallow like you're only just Exactly, open mouth, just a little bit of breath coming out of your lips. And keep that eye contact. And now just like study that person's face, so, like trace your eyes around, not just their eyes, but their eyebrows and nose and mouth and ears. And look around. Their hairy nostrils. Hairy nostrils. Taking it all in and let that breath get shallower. Is your ass twitching? <laughs> and then let your ass twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone viewing, I'm sure will notice yes. the electric energy yeah, between that the two of you. Does work. Yeah, this yeah. is just a like look. There's the beginnings of we'd have long rehearsal, etc., to build it all up. But that's just like you look at someone, look around someone's face, and change your breath, and there is like a little something that shifts in the space between them. So yeah. that's like such a little just boring trick of the trade. Eases the tension a bit. Exactly, it? and then you can step up. From because I do a lot of, um, in my proper job, and do a lot of um, eye contact training for like customer service. Very skills. interesting. But that's just the eyes. Whereas look at, we would always say looking at the mouth, for example, is for is not professional in terms of customer service. You know, you're, someone's yeah. serving you your scrambled eggs. You don't <laughs> want to be looked. They don't need to look at your mouth. But actually looking at the mouth in a dating or in a acting sphere when you're being intimate is 
good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's like something I do with actors if we're kind of trying to cheat that chemistry or, or like step up, begin to build something mm. with two people working together. But yeah, I mean, people's real lives, eye contact, yeah. showing that connection. I, and also, like, I mean, it might feel a bit forced, but like noticing your breath and all that, I think, mm. could be really helpful for you as well. Like, if you're nervous and there's a bit of spark between you being like grounding yourself with your breath mm. and being able to connect with that person, I think is. Yeah, and actually probably not having a table in between. Yeah. I guess, yeah, particularly it's so large if you're yes. trying to... Sorry, one more. Tape. <laughs> Have you got one more trick of the trade for us? Is there another exercise? We can move if you need us, if the table uh, is prohibiting. It's so just about easing tension, isn't it? We could use the table. Ben, go and get the loop. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what else can I give you? Um, well, you can do a uh, a little body map, which is a way of like how if you're working together and you're going to have to touch of being like, this is where I want touch, this is where I don't like touch, right? Okay. So um, say that, let's just talk above the waist, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so like if I was talking through mine, I'd say like, oh, I'm fine with touching my head, trying to touch with my face. Yes, because various people I know who will remain nameless hate Face touching. Mm. Exactly. And some people will be like, face fine, nowhere near my lips, or like hate my ears being touched or something, right? Okay. Because it's very often you'll work with people who... That's so good. All you their, would never think yeah. that. And sometimes it's just someone going, all I'm worried about this scene is that someone's going to touch my stomach. Like, or so, they have one thing that they just really don't want to happen that would just be improvised and that would really ruin the scene for them. So it's just a chance to be like, yeah, this is yeah. this is where I'm at sort of thing. I wouldn't like you to touch my hair because obviously if I'm on set, it'd be in place and you know I'm like quite picky with my hair. So I yeah. wouldn't want you to run your hands through my hair. But I'm more than happy with your forefinger and thumb for you to rub my nipple. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a preference, not yeah. even like a boundary. If you just like... lick it first beforehand, okay. and just give it a little rub. That's so I'm we'll put biased. a line that has to be pre-licked just okay. if we're going to do any. Quite like that. Just yes. like as if you're tuning a radio. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's radio. Yeah. Oh, this is such that does a... it for me. I'm more than happy to switch the hair. Okay. Fiddle with my GAB. <laughs> and 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 you? Uh, shoulder. You don't want me to touch. Shoulder. No, no. You can. You can touch my shoulder. Okay. You can touch my neck. Mm-hmm. My back. Lick my. Mm. You can and touch we won't my do arm. That. Those neck bits. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can touch your arm. Yes. What about your sides? If I just tickle. That's fine. Yeah. I don't really mind. Okay. Well, it's a good point about tickle, right? Because some people are like, yeah, oh, like firm no, touch, don't fine. Yeah, like firm working touch. touch you don't like, want tickling. No. See, this is genuinely, this is, I don't want to laugh at stuff, but this is, yeah, you would be, you'd want to know all this if you were. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone's super ticklish and they're like, I just won't be able to act if, if I start to get yes. a bit tickled. Or if like, someone starts improvising running through my hair, I'm just going to like stop acting and being like, they touch my hair. Do you have any hair. tricks? This is maybe not really intimacy, this is more psychology, I guess. But do you have <laughs> any tricks for those that are, because I, I can't, I once went for a um, pedicure. Mm-hmm. And I hate. I just and I kicked the woman in the face because she's, <laughs> yes, because I'm so ticklish. My husband now said to me, "I'm not marrying you unless you go for a pedicure." So I went for a pedicure like two weeks before our wedding, and I kicked the woman in the face from the moment she touched my foot. I did first. I did first imagine manicure. So I was like, "How did you end up kicking her in the face?" But pedicure, pedicure makes more sense. No, my yeah. feet were exposed. And it was like boom. Okay, reflex. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Ticklish, we just avoid the areas that are going to tickle people, like, uh, for starters. But, yeah, talk about the kind of quality of what that touch is, right? Because if it's, like, yeah. light, that's ticklish. Because if you're like, can you please just have quite a, like, a firm grab yeah. on my foot? That would not be so ticklish. Okay. It's all about communicate, just talking I'm gonna about it. I'm going to do that, you know? When I go back for my Thank next... You. Communication. Communication. Communication's key. Has anyone ever got a boner on set? 
I would hate to disclose the exact uh, blood that flow situation. It, do, it does happen. The yeah. blood yeah. flow situation. <laughs> love of the actors I work with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, physiological responses. Your body is in positions of sex. You have physical contact. There's kissing. Like, it's very normal that our body goes, oh, this is what's happening. And that there can be those physiological responses. Um, I think it's less common than people think. I think people tend to worry about it more. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the headline is, is that you can pause any time when we're shooting intimacy, right? So I'm there to, if someone's like, I need a break, I don't ask why, we just have a break, right? Oh, so okay. that's like part of it, you never, and this same with great. like where you want to be touched, you don't owe me why, you can just be like, I don't want this to happen, I'm like, cool, right? So if someone's like, I should, can I just have five minutes? I'm like, sure, and that could be for any reason, but maybe it's because they have an erection. But the other thing is, if we're simulating sex, that they're going to be in a modesty garment. So mm. modesty garment is anything which is like implying a level of nudity that's not actually happening. Juice Bear's just going to model that for us. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ben. He's wearing modeling our come latest on, collection. Come on. So modesty is so just a thong, is it? It can be a thong, skin, like adhesive, skin, color, skin yes, tone. Right. Yeah, they can be sort of stick on, so they like stick to like just your lower abdomen, like wrap around and then ah. stick to your tailbone. Uh, if we wanted to see exposed sides, for example. But they also have like barriers that we can put in. So there's little like silicon barriers that go inside so that you, A, like just an extra layer of protection, can't see the kind of shape of your genitals. B, when you're simulating sex, you have that extra barrier between the two people. But also it means that if there is some physiological response, you can't really tell in the first instance uh. because there's like a barrier in the way. So mm. you don't even need to pause. You can just be like, slight reaction now, just give it a minute uh. and crack on. Did you, were they naked in your film that you stood together? With there isn't usually, but, they, but most films, I guess it's a closed set when you do Correct. a sex scene. So yeah. I was not, I was not involved anyway on those days, but yeah. you have very limited people on the set. Um, yes, exactly. So you have only absolutely essential crew in and you like robe, you're there in robes until you're just about to shoot them. They disrobe and then they shoot and then just one cut, they robe up again. So it's all very protective. But yeah, we have implied. I did a different type of forks. Oh, <laughs> uh, Robbie! Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely, this has been marvelous. It's man. been it's been great. It's actually I know we've like had a laugh in that, but it's actually really insightful, isn't it? Before you go, if there's anything anything from your professional life that you could give to people, because some people do struggle to be intimate for whatever reason with their partners or people they're dating, do you have any particular tip or? advice to give them to help obviously in a, in a real way to help force some intimacy in a good way mm, yeah so with consent while obviously. i am you know intimacy professional not a in like intimacy coach irl um <laughs> i mean the main thing that i always think the biggest overlap is is around consent like it mm. being really like really checking in with yourself and knowing what you do want or like as much as possible sometimes you don't know and being able to communicate that with your partner and having a real like fluency with consent and really like talking about that properly, you know, knowing that it is a win for everyone if you can talk about it and get them to be like, these are the things I really want to happen right now. And these are the things I really don't want to happen. Just like everyone's going to end up better for that. So even though like, as we began to do it there, like things can feel a bit like, oh, it's a bit weird. As soon as you do it, it's quite nice, right? You like feel heard and seen. And, and it just means that everyone's going to have a better time if you know like the framework within your within which you're working or mm. playing. Yeah. Um, so that's my main thing. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Robbie Taylor Hunt. 
Thank you very much. Thank Remember, you. if you've got a question or story that isn't a dilemma or a problem, this is the place where we can read it out. So drop into our DMs on social media or send us an email to help at sexandmyboss.com. We have anything that you want to share with us. We also love hearing back from the people we offer advice to. So if that's you, do get back in touch with producer Ben. For sex of news and nonsense, sign up for Ben's newsletter via sexandmyboss.com. See you on Tuesday. 